you're listening to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast, the podcast for quick, actionable ideas and tips to help you up your confidence and joy in educating little learners. I'm your host, Ashley Rives. Let's get to the show. Hello, and welcome back to the Lovely Preschool Teachers Podcast. You are listening to episode 38, Organizing Your Preschool Small Group. This is the fourth episode in a five-part series that focuses on small groups. So if you missed any of the other episodes in this series, I encourage you to head back to episode 35, where we talk about the why of small group, episode 36 to learn about effective grouping for students for small group, and episode 37, where I share activities for small group. But today... We are on the fourth episode of this five-part series, and we're going to talk about organizing. Whether you love or loathe organizing, the act of being organized in our classrooms makes us much more effective teachers. We don't have to spend time in frustration looking for materials or lesson plans, and we feel better. And when we feel better, we teach better. This is no different when doing small groups in your classroom. The organization piece is what keeps all the ducks in a row because we all hate the feeling of squirrels at a rave. So I'm going to share with you how I keep my small group organized, and this can be broken down into three buckets. First, we're going to talk about organizing activities. Then we're going to talk about organizing data. And last, we're going to talk about organizing materials. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you know about an educational conference I'll be speaking at in a couple of weeks. If you want to be inspired and motivated for the upcoming school year, this is the conference for you. It's called Educate and Rejuvenate, and it takes place June 27th and 28th of 2023, and it's completely online. You can grab a link to sign up at the show notes. I hope you'll join me. All right, let's get started in talking about organizing activities for your small group. I love to plan what I can ahead of time, and sometimes that means even before the school year starts. So a couple of years ago, I put together some notebooks for myself of skills that I would most likely teach in small group and store all my activities within them. So they're one inch three ring binders and they each have 10 activities inside. I basically made these notebooks around a skill. So for example, I have a notebook for 2D shapes, a notebook for colors, a notebook for name recognition, one for writing, uh, name writing, excuse me, one for counting, sorting, patterning, numeral identification, letter identification, and number sense. So I have these 10 notebooks and within each notebook, there are activities for that skill. So when I need to pull a group to focus on name recognition, I just pull the name recognition notebook out of the cabinet And I already have activities inside. I actually have 10 activities inside each one of these notebooks. So no longer do I plan my small group super down to the, you know, minute detail. Instead, I see, okay, my assessments have told me that I have some students that we could definitely work on shapes with. So I call those students over, I pull out my notebook and I can choose an activity from there. So it's worked beautifully because it saves me so much time in planning later by already having those activities ready. And they're all things that we can do hands-on, and they're all things that don't require a ton of extra 
manipulatives. A lot of the activities in there are games. And so I already have the pieces printed and I already have everything ready to go. Just a little side note, one way that I like to organize within a notebook, a three ring binder, is to use top loading sheets, um, just like page protectors. And I put everything for one activity in there, the instructions and any, you know, game pieces or whatnot that may need to be in here. Now, it took me a while to get these notebooks in order and get everything printed and cut out and, you know, where it should be. But now, year after year, I'm not having to find these activities. I already have them ready. They're already there. And they're already things that I know that my past students have loved to do. So it's worked out really great to kind of get ahead of it and plan it ahead of time. And that way I have it all done. Um, I actually had a teaching partner who we shared the room together. And she's like, I adore this because it is so easy for me to just say, okay, let's, you know, pull these couple of students, pull this notebook. And I already know that there is, you know, stuff in this notebook that is going to help me teach these kiddos in a fun, engaging way. So, you know, I'm glad it was helpful to her and I really, really find it helpful myself. So that is kind of how I go about organizing the activities that we're going to do within our small group. Now let's talk about organizing the data, keeping straight who is in which group and what progress they're making can definitely be a challenge. If you're not careful, you could definitely have like sticky notes all over the place or notes here and there and definitely get um, this unorganized feeling. And so you really want to kind of go ahead and make a plan on how you want to organize that data. I like using a clipboard and on the clipboard, I have a small group lesson plan. And so on it, there's a place for you to write the skill, the students that were in the group, and also the dates that the group met. And then there's places for which activities were done. So I have three spots for the activities. And then I also have like any materials that were needed. I can list on there, which generally I have them all in my small group cart. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. And then um, any instructions on there that I need to write. But basically, this kind of gives me this snapshot of, okay, in the counting group, we have these students. Every time we meet, I write down the date. It really just kind of helps me see like how often are we actually meeting and then what activities did we do? And then if I have a student graduate out of that group, I just write a note on that page and then they get added to another one. So there's multiple lesson plans on this clipboard based on which skill. So they're organized by which skill that we're working on. And this just kind of gives me that bird's eye view of what are we really doing here? Who's in what group? Um, do I need to move anybody around? You know, what am I seeing? So that is kind of my starting point of getting myself organized of who is in groups and what activities we're doing and when we met. But we also have the issue now of we want to make some notes of what we're seeing in these small groups, because that really helps us see like, okay, is one child really getting the hang of this? Do we need to graduate them out? And it really helps us record things that will later help us for assessments, kind of see if they're getting it, those type of things. So I have a manila folder for each one of the skills, each one of the skills that I have a notebook for, the ones we had went over a little bit before. So say I have this counting manila folder, inside of it houses my um, observation notes. And on each observation note, 
I have the skill that we're working on, which obviously, you know, it's already in that folder. So you wouldn't really necessarily have to write that every time what the date is. So this is, we're not doing more of a bird's eye view. We're doing really more specific. So what date we did this, what activity we did, what students were there. And then there is a place for quick observations and there's different boxes. So usually I will write their name in each box real quick. And whenever I see something, I just jot that down really quickly on my observation notes. So then the next time I come back to that group, I can see, oh, okay, this child really was understanding this concept. And now that we're meeting again, I see they're still understanding this concept and maybe I need to reassess them or maybe I can already tell that they have gotten all of this skill so we can move on. I can put them in a different group. They're ready to move out of this group. And then, you know, I'd make a note there. So it's just kind of like reminders to myself and it kind of helps me see um, the progress of each student as well. The last thing that I like to keep organized for small group is my materials, because the last thing I want to be doing is trying to hunt around for all these materials when I already have these awesome notebooks that all I have to do is pull them out. Um, Also, I don't want to be wasting any time that I could be doing a small group, but trying to find my materials. So keeping them near you in your small group area can be super helpful. I actually found that a rolling cart has become really helpful in my small group because I can just roll it over to the table or roll it to the carpet wherever we want to have small group that day. And I have all my things with me. So what exactly is in my small group cart? Well, first I found this awesome tabletop easel at Bullseye's Playground or whatever Target dollar spot now is um, a couple years ago. And it's great because I can just pull that off and it has a chalkboard on one side and dry erase on the other. And I can go ahead and, you know, use that any way I need to. So obviously I have chalk to go with that, dry erase markers to go with that and an eraser. In addition to that, I have, you know, simple supplies like markers, crayons, scissors, pencils, glue sticks, um, anything that we may need for our small group. But I also have you know, math manipulatives. I have counters, mini erasers. Um, I have a big collection of mini erasers that we use as, you know, game pieces, game movers, um, bingo board markers, things like that. I have dice, I have movers, I have spinners, things like that in there that I might need as well. Then I also have some pieces of the activities from the notebooks that are more 3D. So like if it's a special dice that I put together, or maybe it's a feed me box where like they feed items to, you know, this monster from a box. Um, Those are in there as well, because obviously they aren't going to fit in the notebooks. And I also add a couple fine motor tools like spatulas or pinchers or scoopers, because I can always add a piece of that to whatever game we're playing to add in some fine motor as well. So I have, you know, just a small group set of those in there as well. And while I absolutely love the cart because it can be moved from here to there, don't get hung up on the idea that it has to be a cart. Um, It could easily be a basket. It could be, you know, an organizer, whatever works for you and whatever you need for your small group. The real goal of it is just to have it right there so you don't have to go searching for it. I believe getting organized for preschool small group doesn't have to be overwhelming. Just take it one piece at a time. I suggest trying to organize your activities and materials first. This is something that can be done before the school year even starts if you wanted to. 
So let's break down those two pieces even more with some guiding questions. So for the skills, what skills in the past have you seen needs the most support during small group? For me, I see a lot of support needed in number sense, numeral recognition, names, and letters. Things like sorting and colors and shapes, they aren't usually something that I have to spend a lot of small group time on, but if you're a two, three teacher, that may be something you see a lot of. Also, go ahead and come up with five to 10 activities that could be done in small group to help students with those skills because then you're already getting ahead of the ball and you'll have those activities ready. Based on the skills that you're working on and materials that we talked about in this episode, could you put together materials for small group ahead of time? You know, you can use whatever it might be. You could use and use a drawer in a cabinet if you needed to. It doesn't have to be fancy. It just needs to be functional because every minute that you're off looking for something else is a minute of waiting children And as we know, children just don't wait very long. And also, no, you don't have to figure it all out now. Just go slow. Add in one skill set of lessons for small group this year. You'll be one step further than you were last year. If you'd like to see photos of the materials mentioned in this episode, you can find them at the blog post, and I will link that in the show notes. Also, I have a free small group planning kit, and it includes the small group lesson plan template, and also the observation sheets. So if you were wanting to get your hands on those, go ahead and visit that link in the show notes. And don't forget to sign up for the conference. And that will also be at the show notes. So, so many great links at the show notes today. You can find the show notes at www.lovelycommotion.com slash episode 38. Keep being lovely, y'all. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoy this podcast, please share it with a friend. This helps me spread the word and help more preschool teachers just like you. Keep being lovely. Lovely.